Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to another edition of This Weekend Cardi here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined as always by David Cole. This is episode number 25. And believe it or not, uh, I know it's uh, through the COVID-19 uh, pandemic shutdown. It seems like uh, this is just the most uh, longest month of March in the world. <laughs> it's actually June the 30th. We are at the halfway point of the 2020 calendar. And we are set to provide you with uh, another update of all of the news that has worked its way onto the EKN homepage over the last uh, couple of weeks. And again, crazy to think that we're halfway through the year, really. As we all know, most of the clubs uh, just really starting to get rolling here over the last month or so. Regional series starting to come online as well. Uh, we saw the uh, Supercart USA Pro Kart Challenge get rolling the California Rock Championship, most recently the F-Series getting rolling as well, the WK Manufacturers Cup having their event in Charlotte. So we're really just getting things underway. But again, lots to talk about here today uh, as myself and David join you. Today, though, this podcast presented by Leading Edge Motorsports. Of course, Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of countless drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Greg and his leading-edge motorsports staff guided Danny Formal to victories at both the Rock the Rio and Supercarts USA Super Nationals in Las Vegas in November of 2019. Leading Edge is the West Coast dealer and factory team for IP Karting, which manufactures the ultra-competitive Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Visit leadingedgemotorsports.com to find more info, or find them on Facebook and Instagram. So, David, last show, uh, episode 25, about two weeks ago, June the 15th was our last show. Um, of course, let's just jump in right now, I guess, with talking about the coronavirus update. Hopefully, this will be a topic that one day we won't have to talk about, but it still is right now. It's been 15 weeks since racing was shut down back on March the 13th, but I think everybody, a little bit of a collective sigh within the industry and the community that we're finally starting to get racing again. Yeah, it's it's just more of an updates more than uh, what we were doing, you know, again, 13 weeks ago where we were talking about how everything was shut down and nothing was happening. And, and now we're, we're at that point where, you know, as you said, just previously, all these different programs are back track side. Uh, a number of the cart clubs and cart tracks are opening or have opened. A uh, lot's going on in terms of the uh, the karting industry. Racing in Europe now is getting back as the WSK is in action this week. So international racing is back. Uh, again, I think what it boils down to right now is, and you know, we're seeing that really in the last couple of days is 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 traveling and and just uh, and and restaurants. Really, that those are the kind of the two biggest issues as of right now. I know here. In the state of Michigan, they're worried, we're really worried about more restaurants than anything because that's where we're starting to see a number of cases pop up is, yeah. is, is due to restaurants. So we we understand that the indoor side of, of things is, is bad. Uh, but, you know, a great thing for our sport is we're outdoors. You know, we're outside. We're, uh, we're you know, we're mining the social distancing guidelines, you know, keeping our space from one another. And Really, you know, uh, it just boils down to travel. Uh, we're, we're seeing, you know, the travel ban is still in place between Canada and the United States. So we're waiting to see when that's going to open up um, and, and what unfolds from there. 
Yeah, interesting. In, in Canada, I know one of the things, we, we really haven't opened any of our restaurants up, but all the restaurants have been allowed to kind of take up more space outside. It's all patio time, and it's obviously good. We're in the middle of the summer right now, so almost every restaurant you see, at least in my hometown here, it's this huge patio that's been opened up, more than they would be normally allowed by, you know, by city guidelines. So we're having restaurants open, but it is outdoors, like you said, and that way everybody's kind of not that confined. The you're not getting the spread in terms of coughing, breathing, whatever it may be. Uh, you're right. When it comes to our sport being outside, as we are very similar to golfing or whatever it may be, it's pretty easy to social distance. You know, I, I actually raced this past weekend at the Hamilton Kart Club uh, at the Canadian Mini Indy Track up near my my uh, my hometown here in Cambridge, and it was cool to see. You know, essentially. The mandate was everybody had to have their mask on the entire time. I think people were probably pulling it down a little bit while they were walking by themselves kind of a thing or in their own pit. I know that this coming, because things have been going so good in Ontario this coming weekend, I'm going to race again on Sunday. Uh, they're allowing another person to come. Normally it was just one person. So now two people per driver are able to come to the track and you're allowed to have your mask off in your own paddock, in your own pit area, which is I think a good thing. And that's kind of where we're going now, David, obviously, you know, the, so many cities, whatever, opening up around Canada and the U.S., we're seeing in some places some pretty alarming, you know, uprising in terms of uh, uh, of new cases. Now, overall, and what I've seen in, in, in going online to some media sources, over you know, the the daily deaths right now to the COVID nineteen are at an all time low, which is exciting, which is a good thing to see. And it's I say exciting when you talk about death. I guess that's tough to say. It's a that's a positive. And what I know one of the issues I believe. I saw, I, I, and I don't have confirmation, but I'm pretty sure that I think that North Texas Carter's group at Denton actually elected to cancel the race coming up because of the increases in in, in Texas uh, that they weren't able to kind of do what they want within their area, which is which is tough to see. And I think that again speaks volumes to all of us in the karting industry doing our part in terms of wearing the mask, keeping that social distancing up because we're still not out of the woods. That's for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of situations. Yeah. They, they do. They did cancel their June 27th race. Um, I'm oh, not sure weekend. why I'm just, yeah. Due to the COVID-19. So, yeah. um, according to governor's order. So again, it's, but again, we're, we're talking about different areas because different States and different cities all took different approaches to the COVID-19 at the early stages. So, you know, it's it's a matter of okay. Well, is it is there something else going on, or was it just the fact that they opened up too early and 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 masks weren't used enough, weren't utilized enough for for people in certain areas? So that you know, there's a lot of different factors. There's nothing that we can pinpoint on everything. I think the fact is, like you just said, you know, use the mask when you need to, when you're around people, uh, to to help limit things and and keep the social distancing. And that's the biggest. You know, they're, they're just simple little things that that will help in the long run. And and as I was talking earlier, these these some of these indoor gatherings are what is what hurting areas I, in our city right now. That's what that's where we're getting our cases from. They're they're it's going it's going getting back to where these restaurants are are opening the capacity more than the fifty percent that they're supposed to, or just the fact that they're they're not reporting the number of cases that you know, the number of people who are, who are getting it from their restaurant or workers, or it's just, it's just kind of a, you know, there's nothing we can really pinpoint all of this on. It's just a, you know, again, we just have to, to mine our, our own situations. And, and again, you know, use, use social distancing and use a mask. 
So one of the things we've done, David, over the the uh, initial episodes of this week in carding here since this this whole thing hit was kind of update everybody on on the status of series, tracks, clubs, whatever it may be. Um, you know, a lot of the there have been races that have been canceled, races races that have been postponed, uh, rescheduled. We know that the the uh, Quincy Grand Prix, which is scheduled to run mid June, got moved now into uh, the second week of October. We saw the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals that was set to run, and it's a a national race is a grand national, but international tickets being given out. We'll talk about that later. That gets moved. We did get a race, David, that actually has been canceled, which is a shame because it's the first time this race will not have been run for a number of years. Uh, we did get the official cancellation for the Rock Island Grand Prix in 2020. Yeah, it was something we've, we've kind of talked off the air and, and, you know, about, you know, wondering, you know, how, what's going to unfold with, with this event, because, First off, it's a spectator event. It, it welcomes people from all over the Quad Cities area yep. into Rock Island. And so it's a spectator event. And that automatically, you know, you're throwing a flag up for that. You're like, okay, what are we going to do about spectators? And and because there's there's no guidelines right now in terms of the state of Illinois regarding spectators and events and large gatherings such as that, the and we're only what, you know, two two months away from the event itself. It's hard to plan for something like that without knowing what exactly the guidelines are going to be. And so I think it's it's kind of the right move. You know, it's something we saw with the Can-Am four-cycle event. Uh, you know, the borders closed. Well, we can't have the event because we're counting on a number of the U.S. drivers coming up into Canada to race. So it's just we're going to have to postpone it to 2021. This well, is kind of this is kind of in the same boat to where, you know, they're not quite sure exactly what the what the status of the COVID-19 is going to be come Labor Day. And because the event is such is planned over 12 months, not just overnight, it's not like we're going to a racetrack and, and going to just race right away. This is something where they build a racetrack within six hours. They run two days of on-track activities and they shut and they completely tear down the racetrack uh, six hours after that. So it's there's a lot of, lot of moving parts with the Rock Island Grand Prix. So, it was kind of perceived to be this was going to be one of those events that was going to get hacked for the 2020 season. Yeah, and it's a possible, like you said, it's not just a, hey, you know what, guys, we're going to open the racetrack this Saturday, come out and race, and you're going to get 80, 80 or 90 or 100 people. This, like you said, is a year-long commitment of committees and putting things together. And it's a big race within the the, the city of Rock Island and throughout the Quad Cities, of course, the, the four uh, cities that border on the Mississippi River there, and always an, an annual event. David, one thing, one thing that you said there kind of caught caught me off guard, and it's just because of the way we, we we've been locked down so long. It's it's only two months from Labor Day. And when you said that, I I, I went what? We like we're, we're getting ready to, to turn the to turn the over the calendar to July. We're literally two months away from that Labor Day weekend, and that's and, and again, you know, I'm sure that everybody at Rock Island and the and the whole uh, event committee was trying to convince themselves or do what they thought would have been the right thing to, to be able to get this race to go. I know there was a lot of, I'm not going to say negative feedback, but disappointment, let's say in, in saying when they announced that the, the race was over, but you're right, Dave, we're, we're just two months away. It's, they had to pull the trigger and say yes or no. Yeah. It, it got to, it got to the, the deadline essentially, you know, it, I'm assuming they, they, they set July 1st as their deadline and they decided to make the call a couple of days earlier, depending on when they were meeting and, and and just to get the word out there but it's yeah again it's 
it's an event that has a lot of moving parts. Just the track setup alone, you have probably anywhere between 30 to 50 to 60 people in putting that track together in terms of high school students lining up the fences or or all the different workers that are putting up the barriers. I mean, there's there's a number of people alone just in track setup that are susceptible, you know, you'd have to f- follow social distancing guidelines. Well, what are exactly. those guidelines? As of right now, we know what they are, but we don't know what they're going to be two months from now. So it's yeah. it's you can't and it, with an event like this to where you have months of planning and and all the different uh, moving pieces, you, you, you there's nothing you we can't plan for what what the world is going to be in two months, especially uh, in the time that we're in right now. And let's state this, David. They have said straight up that you know what this is going to give us essentially. Uh, a year and two months now to, to, to focus on 2021. You know, they're they're still very focused on making sure this race comes back uh, bigger and better. Uh, again, there's a lot of people that were super disappointed on, on social media that the race wasn't coming. That's always a good thing to see that people are disappointed that the race actually isn't going to go on. But the, the focus is, of course, Rock Island now working with the NKA uh, uh, crew to, to help put the race on. So they're excited. I know that they're focused on, on 2021. That's a good thing. You know, that'll give them a year or more. To, to take what's going on, evolve the race, add more programs, and you know even have more time to make sure that when it does roll back out on Labor Day of 2021, that it's going to be you know one of the biggest races they've had. And it allows right now clubs to kind of either provide their members an option. Hey, do you want to race Labor Day weekend? We, yeah. we, we can do it this year. Uh, yeah, we, we, yeah we saw, we, otherwise we wouldn't do it, right? Exactly. Yeah, we saw USPKS. They put a date. They put a race date on it. So we were going to get kind of be split that weekend. Uh because, you know, Labor Day has typically been the Rock Island Grand Prix. I mean, I think it was, what, uh, 97, uh, I think, was the last year they didn't run because of uh, legal situation uh, in terms of uh, what happened in a couple of years before that event. But um, And then the first ever event was, was delayed because of a flood. The uh, Mississippi River flooded, and uh, the, uh, the city wasn't exactly ready to... Uh, to host a race. So they had to, they had to postpone the actual inaugural event for the Rock Island Grand Prix. Well, a bit of sadness for me to, to, to put an ex- kind of a point at the end of this was the fact that I haven't been able to be the announcer. I've been at the race actually for the last number of years because of the uh, evolution of the road to Indy schedule that had me at different tracks, whether it had been, whether it was uh, at, uh, at Watkins Glen or now at, at, at the Portland well, they move the schedules around for IndyCar, so Portland moves off of Labor Day weekend. All of a sudden, I had the Labor Day weekend free. I was coming to the Rock Island Grand Prix this year. I was pumped. You were going to have to. You were going to be at the USPKS race. I was going to be at Rock Island doing a, one of our, our our double duty weekends. And now I don't get my chance, which is sad. We'll see how things shake down with the the schedule. But I would assume that Portland will go back to Labor Day with IndyCar and Road to Indy. So. I, I, I may have lost this little window to be able to rekindle a trip to Rock Island. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, let's. No, let's sorry, uh, I thought you. Were, I thought you were wrapping it up, so I wasn't going to go on. <laughs> well, I went, I went. I just went for. You. I was going to give you like a little comment that I was going to. You know, I thought yeah, you would yeah. blab at me that See, I wasn't this, able to. You know, I'm not able to go to Huckleberries. And- this is what makes it hard doing audio because we can't see each other and see you know the the transition. <laughs> See, you go you go to live video, and that's it, David. You lose all your you lose all your awareness. That's tough. 
Totally. I, well, I wasn't losing my awareness. I was waiting for you to cut it to commercial because that's next on our script. <laughs> well, let, let me do that right now. All right, guys. Uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in here. Lots more to come on this edition of This Weekend Carding. Again, episode number 25. This edition brought to you by Leading Edge Motorsports. Stay with us. More to come after this break. Powered by technology, DID Racing Chains have a worldwide reputation for superior quality and reliability. Meticulously engineered and manufactured in Japan, DID Genuine Parts are the world's number one original parts supplier for Japanese and European motorcycle manufacturers. A rich racing tradition where results speak for themselves, DID prides itself on engineering the most technologically advanced chains on the market to help you excel on and off the track. DID's SDH pin treatment creates an extremely hard chromium carbide layer on the pin surface that houses a soft inner core to absorb extreme shock loads. DID's 219 HTZ racing chain boasts this SDH pin technology, which leads to longer chain life as well as excellent energy transmission to the wheels. Available in the gorgeous gold, the 219 HTZ is the ultimate racing kart chain. Pick up a DID chain at your local dealer today, because when winning is the only thing that matters, go with DID. This season marks the 20th anniversary of the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals, as the Single Race National Championship event returns over the September 18-20 to 20 weekend. The 2020 U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals will be run inside the Charlotte Motor Speedway on the newly repaved kart circuit. The track has held world and international events in the past, and the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals is helping to usher in a new era to the facility. Drivers from all over the U.S. and the world are invited to compete in Concord, North Carolina for this year's Rotax Grand Nationals. Classes range from Senior Max to Masters Max to Junior, Mini, and Micro. A Briggs 206 Pro Division has been included to welcome local and regional competitors to experience this historic event. Rotax racers will be competing for tickets to the Rotax Grand Finals, the Olympics of karting, which are now set for January of 2021 in Portimao, Portugal. Visit racerotax.com to learn more about the program and the race and register today to take part in this historic event. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network, episode 25 of This Week in Carding. Lots to talk about uh, all the news that made its way to the homepage of ecardingnews.com. Uh, just a quick uh, mention, of course, uh, make sure you have, you've downloaded the ECAN Radio Network app. If you haven't done that, do that. That way you can have all our content because you can see that we're doing a lot more stuff. We just talked about before the break that we've kind of moved to the Facebook Live, YouTube Live uh uh, program. We've got our new face-to-face program. There's going to be a lot more stuff that we're going to be doing uh, in the in the live realm right now. That's kind of been one of the positives with eCarding News through this entire shutdown was we've had the opportunity to kind of move into some some new technologies, and it's been a lot of fun and a lot of great feedback uh, for all those face-to-face shows. The face-to-face fo- shows that we do on Facebook Live then, of course, get uploaded to YouTube. We take the audio from those as well and put that on the ECAN radio network. So I know that a lot of people consume our content in, in different places, whether it's now the live video stuff, you know, subscribe to our YouTube page if you haven't already, because there's going to be a lot more video content coming uh, throughout to t- to 2020. And then, of course, into the future as well. We're going to really start working our way into that area. But if you're a podcast guy, if you're a radio network guy, don't worry. 
Everything's going to be there as well. We'll have some dedicated podcasts as well too. So a lot more coming that way. Um, all right, David, let's, uh, let's talk uh, about uh, in this particular section, what do we got? We've got, uh, we've got a new date being set after kind of a postponement. We've got a new event being announced and we've got a confirmation of a location for a race. Let's start things off with the 2020 U.S. Uh, uh, Rotax Grand Nationals that are going to be held at Charlotte Motor Speedway. The race was originally set for this coming weekend, actually, July the 2nd to the 5th, with all the international travel that was needed because the race, not just a Grand National, but uh, as I mentioned before, international tickets to the Rotax Grand Finals, which meant people from all over the world could come and run that race to try to secure one of those tickets, really the first tickets available to be able to secure a competition, a competition spot at the grand finals this year. Um, that race, because international, because of the international travel being, you know, held up coming into the U.S., good call for the guys from J3 competition. We talked to Justin Stefani about it. They elected to postpone that event, but they have locked in a new date. Yeah, and the new date, we knew it was going to be September. We weren't quite sure what weekend they were going to select. Obviously, they're trying to work around other events that are going to be happening in the month. Uh, so a lot, a lot, again, another, another moving parts and pieces going around, uh, with the COVID-19 schedule, uh, trying to figure out, you know, where to put the date. And, uh, they selected the September 18th through the 20th as the date for the 2020 U S Rotax grand nationals. Again, as you said, the Charlotte motor speedway, uh, we just saw the track in action for the first time this past weekend, the WK manufacturers cup. Uh, held their second event of the 2020 calendar at uh, the Charlotte Motor Speedway. So we got to see carts on the new repaved circuit of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And it looked like it was probably the early 90s or whenever the track was actually laid out because it looked just just the same, but super smooth. I mean, we just shared an onboard on Facebook. I mean, that track is super smooth. They're going to add some curbs to uh, certain sections of the racetrack. Uh, for the probably the upcoming Manufacturers Cup race that'll be in July, uh, and then the Rock Cup race uh, later after after that. But uh, the Rotax racers are going to enjoy this this uh, facility in September. Yeah, it looked really really good, and of course, the, as you said, Rock Cup coming. So uh, yeah, so September the eighteenth to the twentieth, that will be the running of the U.S. Rotax Grand Nationals. Uh, should be a tremendous weekend. Of course, we'll be there with EKN Trackside Live as well, full coverage. We'll have more information on that coming down the pipe. Looking forward to that event. Uh, a new race being announced as well, David. I know that um, you know I've had a chance to be at Speed Sports Racing Park, Alan Rudolph's facility down in, uh, in New Caney, Texas, just on the north side of Houston, on a couple of occasions with the Texas Pro Car Challenge. Tremendous racetrack. Uh, everybody there that loves it, they say it's an unbelievable driver challenge for sure. Not a lot of chance to breathe, but it's a great racetrack laid out by Alan Rudolph. And I know that he's been kind of trying to get a big event, you know, obviously some regional races, but hoping to potentially get a pro tour race or whatever it may be coming down the line. I like this uh, this idea, though. Hey, you know what? Let's put a race on right now. People in Texas looking for a big event. You know, they were going to have the Lockhart Grand Prix. That's been put on hold to 2021. So a new race. It's called the Supernat Shootout, uh, created by the good folks at Speed Sports Racing Park, Alan Rudolph and his, and his wife, Jess. October the 2nd to the 4th, uh, essentially the, the event, they got a sponsor, uh, Ferguson Track Center. They're working very closely with Supercarts USA on this as well. And David, a $30,000 purse uh, for, for cash and prizes up for grabs. It's going to be a big IAMI event. 
Ferguson Truck Center. Sorry, we. What uh, did I say? Truck Center. Truck yeah, Center. It, you read it right. It just was written wrong. Truck Center. There we. And go. I was just reading what I wrote. What, yes. what you wrote. Well, that's so good that you did my that. My fault. Yeah. No, it was my fault. I, I'll I'll take claim to that. But uh, yeah, so a thirty thousand dollar purse, uh, including twenty thousand dollar cash to uh, to po- all the all the podium finishers in each yeah. category. Uh, so that's going to be huge. Uh, so obviously, the more numbers, obviously guarantees the cash purse. Uh, because a minimum entry is required for for the payout, but uh, the, I think one of the cool things is the is the free entry to uh, the the this obviously the Supernats, the Supercar USA Super Nationals, and a guaranteed starting spot on Super Sunday for each of the winners. So so big prize to to be able to win, and and really it's a, a really a, a, a affordable entry fee with only three hundred and fifty dollars for. Uh, the entire event, including a Friday practice. So, uh, you know, anybody and I've already heard teams from Indiana and Illinois are going to be heading down there for that weekend. So um, it should be a number of big teams uh, that are not doing anything that weekend are going to be there. We'll probably see like teams like uh, Rollis and Performance Group maybe there. Yeah. Uh, I've heard uh, Harden uh, Motorsports Group is going to be there for sure. Uh, but I'm sure teams from Colorado coming down, Utah. Uh, so it should should pull in a, a good amount of entries for the event. Well, here's one thing I'll throw out there. And 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 obviously, you know, Alan's working very closely with Supercarts USA to have that guaranteed Super Sunday starting spot. You think about winning that 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 spot to potentially uh, go for, let's say, the X30 senior class or X30 junior to be able to make sure you're in the main. That's big. Cash prize is awesome. Uh, and, and here's the if you haven't been there before, this is one thing I think would be cool. And this is the way I would approach it uh, if I was a team owner or as a driver. When you go to the Supernats, it's always a it's always a brand new track, right? You, you never know. That track's been similar the last couple of years, but you're you know you're rolling out onto a new track. If this were me, I would go down to this race, this this Supernat shootout, and I wouldn't like I wouldn't go for you know four days of testing beforehand. I'd go down Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How fast can I pick up the racetrack? Because there's the training for the Supernats as well. Brand new track. Pick it up, get fast, and be ready to go by you know by Sunday. Um, for me, that's one of the, the big things. Overall, though, that's going to be a big weekend for karting uh, in terms of four cycle and two cycle racing because that weekend is the same weekend as the Cup Karts North America Grand Nationals at Newcastle Motorsports Park. We're going to have over three hundred Briggs drivers running there, and then you've got essentially what would be the draw for every IAMI driver who's planning on going to the Supernats, uh, you know, in, in 2020, you know, a month and a half later in November, we're going to, I think, I think it's going to be a massive event for drivers and I, in the IAMI program, because, so we're going to have two cycle IAMI and Briggs 206. That's going to be a big event for racing, I think in the U S. Well, it's the only reason we're not going is because we're going to be in Indiana, you know, otherwise you'd be there announcing, I'd probably be there covering the event. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it it sucks because obviously the scheduling for for 2020 is a little bit uh, lopsided uh, yeah, this year, you but uh, you know we'll see uh, we'll see what how this event unfolds uh, for the future. We'll try to convince Alan to move it to the second weekend <laughs> of October next year. <laughs> uh, all right, to cap off this section of this weekend carding. Uh, we actually had Greg Jasperson from Cup Carts North America come on our face-to-face show back in uh, June June 17th, a couple of weeks ago, David. And uh, as we were getting ready to go, he did say he had some breaking news that he was going to drop on the show, which we thought was great, right? Let's let's leverage the show to drop some news. And really the news that he, that he dropped was they weren't quite sure where they were going to go for their third race 
uh, of the Champions Cup, which is the regional series that is under the Cup Carts North America banner. And he kind of laid it out to us that uh, they were going to go to Michigan Raceway Park, MRP, uh, just uh, just near South Bend on the July the 24th to the 26th weekend. So it's uh, that was cool for him to tell us about that. And again, you know, it's it's tough for them right now uh, with Greg and Steve Vermeer because there's a lot of excitement for that series. There's so many tracks in the area, uh, Dave, that would love to have a Cup Carts North American event. And I would think that in years come, it's going to be kind of moving around to try to take care of other racetracks. But cool to see them go back to MRP. That's a great four-cycle track. Yeah, and what it basically boiled down to is where he could actually go. You know, they were originally scheduled, I think, for two facilities in the Illinois area and yeah, were not able it. to do that because of of the COVID-19 guidelines that were instituted for Illinois. So he had to go somewhere else. And and luckily, Indiana has kind of been a, a little bit more open and available for uh, for racing. And so Michiana Raceway Park was there, and uh, he was able to work out a deal with Gary Lobaugh to, uh, to take the event there on uh, July 24th through the 26th. Uh, obviously, they're going to be back in action this weekend, uh, the second event of the 2020 calendar, as they head to the Champions Cup, heads to uh, Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana. It'll be a new layout, layout number 47. So <laughs> think about Newcastle. Tons of different layouts. They created another one. Yeah. And uh, so it's kind of including part of the Ironman course, Um and obviously part of, of the original course. So a little bit of the grand nationals course and a little bit of the Ironman course. So it's got a little bit of everything. It's, it's a longer racetrack. So they obviously had to, uh, to move their, their daily schedule around. They actually removed senior open class from the weekend. They had, uh, no pre-entries in. And so they decided to, to drop the class entirely for the weekend to help, uh, increase the track time for all the other categories. So, each class will probably get one or two la- extra laps per race uh, in order to uh, to help fill that void that uh, that senior open uh, it leaves. So, uh, and, so and let's let's talk about that, David, because you know that's that's a big move. Not not a big move. That, that's a that's a major shift because you know we've seen and watched on social media and, and we've heard you know the. the People that you know complaining about the open category and want we want an open category we want an open category. Well, if you don't show it a race, if you don't pre-enter, that class is going to go away. That's the bottom line, you know. And this and for the fact that they had no pre-entries for this event, you got to think that this is eventually going to spell spell the end of, of senior open in uh, in in, the, in this Champions Cup sooner or later. Well, not according to that column I wrote three years ago when uh, everybody was all about bodywork and they needed bodywork. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, right. no, he said that on the show, he said, you know, if we don't have the pre-entries, we can't have a class. So, so he encouraged it, you know, two weeks ago for people to get their entries in and, and obviously nobody did. So that's part of the problem. Obviously we still have the junior category and sportsman categories with body work, you know, kind of open body work. But, uh, I think for, for senior racing, everybody's kind of moved and shifted over to the CIK style. All the carts come with it. If your cart doesn't come with it, you can put it on. And, and I think that's kind of what we've moved over to. Uh, and a number of the open drivers have moved over, but uh, there's still those that are, that are still holding on and they just never, they just didn't enter. So that's kind of part of the problem. We'll see what happens for the Grand Nationals. Obviously, the class isn't going away because they'll obviously host it at, at, MRP, at, at MRP if uh, if people do enter. But uh, it is removed for this weekend, so we'll we'll see how that unfolds. 
But uh, yeah, they're still holding on. <laughs> Again, we'll see. Like I, we've always said, you uh, you speak with your dollars, folks. If you don't enter, there's not going to be a class. All right, so uh, let's jump into another quick break here. A bunch to talk about on the other side of this, and we're going to talk a little bit about Rock Cup. We're going to talk about one of our partners, Nitro Cart. Uh, there's actually a, a, another industry piece that we're going to come out with as well. Actually, a couple industry pieces, more industry-focused in this ne- next section, folks. Uh, you're listening to This Week in Carding here on the EKN Radio Network. Stay with us. More to come after this break. The 2020 season is like no other, and amidst all the chaos and rescheduling, Supercarts USA is set to bring the karting community an unforgettable event. With the forced cancellation of the Winter Nationals and the Summer Nationals, the 2020 Scusa Pro Tour will be completed in a double weekend summer festival format at Newcastle Motorsports Park in August. The first three rounds of the Scusa Pro Tour will take place on August 7th to 9th, and the rounds 4, 5, and 6 will be held the following weekend on August the 14th to 16th, all at the Newcastle, Indiana facility. Each weekend features a different track layout, and special events are being scheduled between the weekends for those camping and staying in the area. Registration is open for both weekends of the Scusa Pro Tour Festival, and a full event schedule will be available on SupercartsUSA.com. Also coming down the pipe will be the opening of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 24 registration. Competitors need to mark down July 1st as the opening day to submit your bid to compete on Super Sunday in Las Vegas. From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. The air-cooled 60cc Swift engine for micro and mini drivers provides the foundation for future lifelong IAMI drivers. The incredible IAMI X30 power play for junior, senior, and masters has provided stability in our sport since 2014, and it remains one of the most dependable packages today. In between is the KA100, perfect for club programs, and it's quickly becoming the most competitive division at the national level. IAMI is the spec two-cycle power plant for the Scusa Winter Series and Pro Tour, as well as the Pro Card Challenge, Los Angeles Karting Championship, KPX Karting Championships, and the International Kart Federation sanctioned programs throughout the western half of the U.S. Based in Temecula, California, IAMI USA West is the official distribution center and provides dealers and customers with fast and friendly service for all your IAMI products. For more information, head to IAMIUSAWest.com. Miami, the heart of Kurt. Welcome back to episode number 25 of This Week in Karting, today presented by Leading Edge Motorsports, uh, the factory team and West Coast dealer for the uh, Praga and Formula K chassis. Good to have, uh, actually, we got Greg Bell coming on with us later on this week. We're going to have Greg uh, chat with us uh, on Face to Face on Thursday. So look for that coming down the pipe. David, I think one of the, one of the, you know, a couple of the core areas everybody was kind of worried about, not worried about, but we were kind of waiting to see what was going to happen in terms of opening up, obviously up in the Northeast with New York and New Jersey. And of course the Southwest as well with California, they uh, held on for quite a while before they opened up. They've actually moved to a, to mandated uh, uh, masks uh, in California right now, which probably is a pretty good thing. They're continuing to try to keep the COVID-19 down 
But tra- racetracks have opened up. We, of course, saw Cal Speed Karting open up. Uh, there's uh, Supercarts USA had their Pro Kart Challenge race as well at Willow Springs. Go further north into the state and Rock Sonoma set to host their first race of 2020, actually this coming weekend. Yeah, it's kind of the racetrack we were waiting to see when it was going to be opened. Uh, we saw Cal Speed Karting open up in Southern California. Uh, but we saw the Sonoma area in of Northern California was really uh, keeping everything locked down, which I think hopefully in the long run uh, will be a good thing because, uh, you know, we're, you know, depending on how everything unfolds with the with the COVID-19. But but the racetrack is now finally opened. Uh, I believe there was some testing already this past weekend. Carts getting back on the racetrack at Sonoma Raceway. But uh, the Rock Sonoma will actually host their first race of 2020. Uh, this weekend on July 4th, which will hope, which will lead into their regular schedule. Uh, so everything will kind of get back to normal with one event per month. Uh, but their next event is on July 18th through 19th, which will also host the California Rock Championship event. So that'll be the second round for that series, which began uh, a couple weekends ago in Phoenix. So uh, good to see Sonoma uh, getting back to uh, providing some racing for Northern California. Yeah, and David, a, a strong debut for the California Rock Championship as well. I think they had over 100 entries in Phoenix. Of course, the California Rock Championship focused on California, but with with everything that was happening with the COVID-19 shutdown, they elected to have that race in Phoenix to allow all their teams to get back to the racetrack to get racing because PKRA had been open for some time. But over 100 carts, a really big jump uh, for the California Rock Championship after Andy Saisman put that program together last year. So you got to expect going into kind of one of the hotbeds of rock racing in California, it's going to be some, a pretty solid turnout for that second round of the Rock Championship. I think so. I think that that event will probably see similar numbers because you'll have a number of the uh, the club racers along with the traveling racers as well. Yeah. So it should be a big event uh, in, in July. You know, one of the things that's been really cool uh, for, for one of our industry partners, Nitro Kart, David, is they've been putting on a summer camp for the last number of years where they've brought, uh, you know, racers and their families out for the summer camp where, you know, the kids get a chance to really get to work very closely with the people from the team. Obviously, Nitro Kart uh, and, and their their lineup, their coaching lineup is, you know, multi, multi-time champions. But they've been able to bring everybody out, really spend some focused time away from the actual race atmosphere, right? Just kind of a summer camp kind of deal. They're doing it again August the 1st and 2nd at Carolina Motorsports Park in Kershaw, South Carolina. Drivers of all ages, I think a lot of kids come and do it, but it doesn't matter. Drivers of all age can be part of it. But it's a really cool program that Nick Tucker and his staff put on. Yeah, and the great thing I think about it, like you said, is one, the the family aspect of it because they, they invite the entire family to be part of it because it's not just on-track situations it's also off the track stuff and and i think that's the great thing about it because there's a lot of off track stuff that that they cover to kind of not only help the the kids or the driver but also the parents uh to kind of understand you know what needs to be done you know uh just with like pre-race planning and and then setups and then and then tuning for for the parents so but it it gets the kids involved in okay how do i work on a cart you know just taking a tire, just taking tires on and off. Like that's just yeah. simple things that, you know, sometimes, you know, the kids need a little guidance on or, or changing a gear even. Uh, so just simple mechanics like that. But uh, the really cool thing, another cool thing is, is the, uh, the fitness and nutrition part that they have with uh, Trey Shannon that comes in from uh, podium uh, fitness and comes in and, and kind of gives them, 
you know, little simple pointers and, and techniques on, on how to keep themselves healthy, not only before a race, but during a race weekend as well. Yeah, I think that's really cool and a great lineup with Nick Tucker, of course, Asher Harrow. Uh, you said Trey Shannon coming in. Very cool. Uh, being told, David, by the good folks at Nitro that they're, they're having discounted rates available until July 10th. Is that correct? Yeah, July 10th, uh, discounted rate uh, to sign up for the camp. And then uh, after that, rates kind of go up. So now is the time to uh, to kind of set your slot in for, uh, for the camp and get it uh, uh, booked up now for the August 1st through 2nd weekend. Uh, one of the big th- talking points last year throughout the national season was the uh, the success of the Croc Promotion USA cart. A number of different drivers uh, had a chance to, to be behind the wheel, whether it be uh, Jake, Jake French, uh, Billy Musgrave. You go back uh, you know, to the time with A.J. Myers as well, Andrew Bedozo, a number of drivers getting behind the wheel. Then, of course, a lot of drivers as well. Um, like Chente Salas and I'm trying to think, uh, you know, Calvin Ming, uh, John Robles, Crow, uh, John Crow. That's right. Uh, Connor Robles was on it as well. I said his dad's name, but Con- Connor did, had some great runs that that crack promotion USA program essentially being shut down to a certain extent, I guess, yeah, I guess not to a certain extent, but getting shut down in Europe. Todd Allman from Mad Old Nut Racing, who was the, you know, the importer and distributor of the, of the chassis here in the U.S. has, has, has actually made moves now to to have its own brand, right? So it's going to be the AKUSA is the new name. And David, the carts are already on the ground here now in, in the U.S. Again, the new program built by the same man, you know, manufactured, designed by uh, Armando uh, Fellini. But uh, AKUSA signing their first dealer, the track uh, cart was actually in action, I believe, this past weekend at Mid-Ohio. Yeah, Fisher Racing Engines has been signed on as the new uh, first dealer for AKUSA. Uh, so Fisher Racing Engines based out of Texas now with Brian Fisher, longtime racer uh, and, and engine builder, uh, adding chassis to uh, to his uh, arsenal. So he's going to be able to, to kind of be a full service shop uh, with not only the engine service that he provides, but also to uh, to sell and uh, and to uh, to race. Uh, the uh, AK USA cart because uh, Fisher is looking to get back into the seat uh, a little bit more because uh, you know he sees that as an advantage uh, as an engine builder to kind of know you know not only what his product is doing but how to how it relates to uh, you know certain chassis and setups and and so he's going to be racing a little bit more raced at the uh, Mid Ohio event uh, this past well I guess it was two weeks ago now uh and and race there and is is looking at more of a grassroots option along with road racing as well so he's going to be uh out and about in 2020 uh racing and promoting the ak usa chassis uh so let's have a look at the at the brand lineup they have three carts under the ak usa banner the kz usa 01 of course that'll be their shifter chassis that k-a-l-o uh, 01, which is essentially for that 100cc or Briggs 206 program. They have a KF chassis as well. They've also got mini and kid cart packages available. And I think one of the interesting things is, I assume it would be the kind of base for AKUSA, David, but Mad Old Nut Racing actually opening a, a new shop essentially in downtown LA. They've been working hard. I think they poured uh, the, the the code on the, on the on the floor of the of the shop. They're going to work on this place. So there's going to be another full-service brick-and-mortar storefront cart shop in essentially downtown L.A., which can only be good for the sport. It'd be really good, and it's great to have that home base, I think, for 
for obviously an importer such as uh, AKUSA to bring in the chassis, make sure everything uh, has a home. And then, uh, and then again, he's already establishing a dealer network. So uh, making the right moves to, to again, to expand the, this new brand and new chassis uh, line for, for the industry. And again, as you said, having a, a brick and mortar place for people to walk in and actually buy a cart and learn about carting is a great thing always for the sport. Uh, based on what we saw at uh, of the Croc Promotion USA cart last year uh, with the same designer and manufacturing, uh, I got to expect that uh, that thing's going to be a pretty quick hot rod. We'll see how it happens when it starts hitting the track as we continue to get going here with the 2020 season. All right, David, let's cap off this section here. Another a kind of a new program, a really interesting one, I think, that, that's coming to the sport. It's not totally new. It's been going for a little while. Uh, Danny Formal, uh, who, of course, ran with Leading Edge Motorsports. We talked about it in the promo at the start, winning the Rock, the Rio, and the Super Scusa Super Nationals last year. And, the, and, of course, the Rock Shifter Class and the KZ category uh, at the Super Nationals in, in Las Vegas. Uh Danny's moved over to work with Ansa Motorsports, and for those of you in, in karting who may not know about Ansa Motorsports, they're one of the, they're an extremely successful sports car racing team. They've done well uh, in IMSA racing in the LMP3 category. They've raced the the Lamborghini, uh, Lamborghini. They've got a bunch of sports car programs, but they've added a karting program as well. Uh, Patrick Otto Madsen, who owns the the company, uh, is a big proponent for karting races himself. But this is kind of an, an interesting deal. They've, you know, they've like so many teams we see, of course, and we see some of them in, in the Road to Indy and other programs in the F4 and FRA program as well, like Crosslink Competition. They have that program in karting as well, then can bring drivers into out of karting, whatever it may be, up up into sports car racing. Ansa Motorsports now has their Ansa karting program where they actually have an arrive and drive program for people who want to try karting down at Homestead. But I think with Danny Formal in the in the position, they're really looking to to, to go racing. This is going to be a cart racing team. They're using the Charles Leclerc chassis. But David, this this team has has all the all the tools they need to become one of the primary teams in national level karting. Yeah, again, as you said, they're expanding. They've had that that base at in the Homestead Miami area uh, for for providing karting programs there. But now, as you said, they've added Danny Formal, and now they're looking to go. Uh, hit the big events and, and, yeah. and to, uh, and obviously with formal at the helm, uh, that, that certainly helps, but, uh, they're, but, but they're looking to expand. They're looking to add drivers to their program, looking to, uh, provide, uh, uh tra- cart transportation as well too. Uh, they have a great, uh, uh, transportation, uh, system set up, uh, to be able to haul a number of carts and, and, and have, uh, provide uh, tent service as well at certain events. And they're really focused uh, for the month of August. Obviously, you know, things have been kind of hectic in the 2020 season, but we know the month of August is going to be big with racing. And uh, the first event they're going to is the Rock Cup USA Rock Fest East on July 30th through the August 1st at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So ANSA is going to be there. And then they're going to load up and head over, head west to uh, Indiana for the uh, Supercarts USA Pro Tour events, which will be August 6th through 9th and August 13th through 16th at Newcastle Motorsports Park. So three straight weekends of racing available with Ansa Motorsports. Uh, again, as you said, they have the, the Charles Leclerc cart, but they're also open to other brands as well. And as I said, cart transportation and tent services are available for drivers, mini to masters, tag or shifter cart. 
Yeah, yeah, they're open. You know, they're a full full service program, and of course, that that they're really focused on these two categories, as you said, the Rock Fest event, and of course, the Scusa Summer Nationals. And again, more races coming. They'll do a lot of racing in Florida, but also big time focused on the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super National events in Las Vegas in uh, October and November. So yeah, good to see Ansa Motorsports on the scene, and it, it can only be good to be able to, especially for some of the drivers in karting who maybe have the mindset of trying to work their way up through the sports car ranks. These guys have a lineup of cars uh, down in, uh, in, uh, in Florida to be able to drive. If you want to work your way through the sports car ranks, they got a lot of cars that you can get into and be able to kind of work your way up through the ranks. A number of carters have run for ANSA, uh, David, in the LMP3 category. You think of like, like uh, Zach Robichon and Dakota Dickerson and Kyle Kirkwood, uh, Roman DeAngelis, kids that are guys that we've watched come through the karting ranks who have found success with Ansa Motorsports throughout their uh, their sports car uh, exploits as well. Yeah, we we love we love the sports car stuff. You know, it's 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 great racing. It's uh it 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 adds another element to to your arsenal as a driver certainly because it's it's not exactly open wheel racing, but it's still very similar to that and and obviously with karting and road course racing it 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 it, it kind of blends in well together. All right, folks, one more break, and we'll wrap things up here on This Week in Carding. When we get back, we'll talk to you about what's going on on eCarding News. We'll talk to you about the podcasts that are now available, what's coming up on the ECAN Radio Network and what David's dialed into play. And we'll also talk about what's coming up, because believe it or not, we're going to start doing some ECAN trackside <laughs> events. We're actually going to be live at a couple of races uh, here in July and, and through to August, which is going to be crazy. And then, David, it feels like forever since we've done a debrief podcast, so... Uh, really looking forward to that. Looking forward to bringing the debriefs actually to the to the face to face program. It won't actually be face to face. It'll be our live debrief. We're going to bring drivers in who have had success on the weekends. It's going to be really cool when we do the debrief. But yeah, stay with us, folks. So just a little bit more to wrap up this edition of this week in karting. Trader Evans Haddock Pruitt McMurray karting legends are created here at the Quincy Grand Prix. This is Randy Kugler, the voice of this iconic event. This year's Quincy Grand Prix was set for June, but the COVID-19 pandemic forced us to reschedule the race to October 10th and 11th. On that gorgeous fall weekend, for the 33rd time since 1970, competition carts will once again rip around the spectacular and beautiful 1.2-mile circuit set out inside the South Park of Quincy, Illinois. The 2020 edition of the Quincy Grand Prix marks the 50th anniversary of the first time carters raced around this historic venue. To celebrate the event, a $10,000 cash purse has been established for the four pro classes competing on the weekend. A total of 11 categories will be competing for the unique trophy given to all race winners, the Gussie, designed and named after the original race founder, Gus Trader. Registration is now open, so don't wait and enter now at QuincyGrandPrix.com and become legendary. We'll see you at the park. You've heard and read about us. We are the Rawlson Performance Group. We race to win. Our senior program is the best in the sport, and we have the Scusa Pro Tour X30 Senior Championship to prove it. Our coaching staff includes four-time Scusa National Champion Ryan Norbert, three-time Scusa Supernats winner Bonner Moulton, Scusa Pro Tour X30 Junior Champion, 2015 Rotax Grand Finals Vice Champion, and Junior Development Specialist Luke Selkin, and our hands-on owner, multi-time champion, and IKF Duffy winner, Mike Rollison. This isn't sideline coaching. We're on track 
and we dogfight with you. It's like nothing you've ever experienced. You learn more and more with every single lap. Our seniors win races, like Hannah Greenmeyer at the Scusa Winter Series opener in Florida. And they win because they've been trained, coached, and honed by our RPG staff. Hurricane Hannah is proof positive. If you're a mini driver ready to move up, or a junior driver who's done with running mid-pack, join the team that will develop your skills and take you to the podium. At the Rawls and Performance Group, we turn juniors into pros. In 2020, we'll be racing at the Scusa Winter Series, Pro Tour and California Pro Kart Challenge, the Florida Winter Tour, and the United States Pro Kart Series, as well as the IKF Northwest Region. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. We're the Rawlison Performance Group. We race to win. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network. This week in karting, episode number 25, brought to you by Leading Edge Motorsports. David, uh, again, no rest for us whatsoever throughout this entire COVID-19 shutdown. We have been uh, hard at it, probably more than usual in terms of uh, desks time, because normally normally we'd be doing some traveling. You've been putting out a lot of editorial. Let's talk about what we've been pushing out in terms of editorial, podcasts, what you got working on for the ECAN Radio Network. We got a number of different things that have been uh, out over the last couple of weeks. Uh, race reports, which has been great. That's kind of that, that was kind of the highlight of the last couple of weeks. Uh, the uh, the uh, California Rock Championship at Phoenix Kart Racing Association. So we got a race report from that, and we also have a race report from the California Pro Kart Challenge, who had a uh, double round weekend at Willow Springs. So both race reports up on the website number of different items that we've already talked about uh, in terms of industry news and, and team news and, and other uh, other items to uh, to cover on the website as well. A uh, number of podcasts have been put out. Uh, we had uh, This Week in Karting from June 15th. That's available in podcast form. Also, the last four uh, face-to-face programs that we've had with Buckeye Karting Challenge, Cal Speed Karting, Cup Carts North America and Racing for Vets. All four episodes available in podcast form. And remember, if you're if you're a podcast listener, like so many people are, I know I when I'm working out or going for a walk or a run, whatever that that's you work I'm out. Always, <laughs> I work out. <laughs> wiggle, 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 wiggle. Yeah, I have to. Hashtag beat David Cole, man. That's, uh, dude, listen. After the race I just did on the weekend, Friday I felt like I guy was absolutely useless in practice. Uh, but I went, yeah, I went over a second quicker on Sunday and really start feeling, feeling good. I'm sure that Trey Shannon from podium fitness would tell us uh, all of us that, man, it's, there are different muscles that you use (laughs) when you are racing carts. I feel better than I did yesterday. Let's put it that way. Yesterday I was pretty tight. Do those muscles work the same in golf? Because I've been stretching those ones out a little bit more. Yeah, I saw you. Congratulations (laughs) on whatever round. Did you, what'd you say? What'd you shoot on, on Sunday while I was racing? Uh, 87. 87. Well, I was racing because I got to beat David Cole when we head to the Cup Carts North American Grand Nationals. Anyways, <laughs> if you're a podcast listener, uh, we are available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, other podcast outlets. So, again, David cranking all our content out in the podcast form. Uh, it, the ECAN Radio Network's been interesting, David. Obviously, you know, we play a bunch of stuff, whether it's this weekend carting. Uh, you've been grabbing some old, uh, some old uh, tracks, EKN trackside live broadcasts, and what we call our rewind section. But you also dug into the archive and pulled out a couple of old um, Happy Hour with Howdens, our 
our podcast from back in, in the day. It's amazing that we were actually doing podcasts back then. That kind of blows me away a little bit. Well, yeah, they're they're essentially older than all the junior and cadet drivers who are out there right now. So uh, yeah, because we're talking 2005, 2006 are the, uh, the three archive episodes I've done. We did uh, the stars finale from 2005 in Austin, Texas. We did the, uh, the Saturday night from Supercarts USA, super nationals yeah. in 2005 in Vegas. And then I, we just pulled out the, uh, the KMI cart expo show. Uh, where we did a our ski awards from our old magazine, the Supercard Illustrated magazine. We used to do uh, year-end re- awards, and we decided to tape and broadcast, or not not broadcast, but just tape and and promote uh, or announce the uh, the winners for the uh, 2005 season uh, at the KMI show in 2000 february of 2006 yeah we weren't back then just to, to let people know we weren't going live there was, we, no. didn't, we didn't have the ecan radio network there wasn't a no. lot there wasn't a way to go live that not point, that we right? knew of no not, at least not that we knew of nothing or not that we could afford yeah i was gonna say cost efficient no nothing yeah. that we could do so basically we recorded it put it up on the website and you had to click on it to listen to it and yeah. that's how oh it was God. and now that's you know it. obviously Technology is a lot more, a lot more further advanced, but uh, it's uh, it's cool to kind of go back and listen to it and hear how much we bantered back then. Even uh, I, I was shocked to, to hear some of the things we said to each other, but uh, it doesn't surprise me. And we're still friends, which is amazing. Well, in a, in a loose term, yeah. <laughs> Air quotes. Friends. Air quotes. Yeah, friends. Friends. Uh, upcoming face to uh, face to face shows, folks. I had mentioned earlier we're going to have Greg Bell joining us talk about how things are going with Leading Edge Motorsports. He's had a couple of races, got a bunch of great, very quick young drivers in the uh, uh, Mania Micro category. So, and Greg's actually working on an engine program as well for Leading Edge Motorsports, kind of a separate deal. We'll talk about that. Uh, we know that we're, we're putting together a program with the guys from Race Rotex to talk to a couple of ex-Team USA members or former to it, Team USA members to talk about their experiences at the Rotex Grand Finals. I also reached out to Chris Rossi from the KPX Karting Championship. We were going to have him on a show last week. And we weren't able to put that together. I'll reach out to Chris again. I want to kind of get an update with what's uh, on the schedule for KPX Karting. More shows coming on Face to Face. and But David, let's be real. I can't believe this, but you're actually going to be on at a racetrack covering an event pretty soon. We're what, uh, just about two and a half weeks away, July the 17th, the 19th. You'll finally be back on the road, Newcastle Motorsports Park, the opening round of the USPKS. Well, unfortunately, you beat me to the racetrack already racing wise. And you'll be at uh, the IndyCar race here next weekend as well. So you'll beat me there as well. But but I get to go to a kart race to cover one before you do. So that'll be nice. Uh Getting back to the racetrack, uh, it'll be probably, what, week 346 since I've been there. <laughs> feels uh, like it. It feels like it sometimes. But United States Pro Kart Series is back. They are set to host their what was going to be their season finale will now be their season opener at the Newcastle Motorsports Park on July 17th through 19th. So this one's been on the calendar since the start. It's just a little different now being the season opener instead of the season finale. And we'll get the USPKS program started off right with probably possibly a record-breaking event. Last year, we had 181 entries last year. Uh, they're already close to the 160 mark. So we still have two weeks away. So a number of 
drivers are probably going to be sending in their entries for for that. But uh, could be a record breaking weekend. Indeed, two weeks after that, we'll be at the USAC Karting Battle of the Brickyard at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. David and I are looking forward to getting back behind the wheel at that point as well. Hope you're going to join us at that event. But otherwise, folks, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of This Week in Karting. Once we do get back to the racetrack, look for our new face-to-face style uh, EKN debrief, our, our event reviews. Those will be coming down the pipe as well. But we do want to thank you for joining us here on this edition of This Week in Karting. Big thank you to Leading Edge Motorsports for being our presenting sponsor. Folks, we appreciate you tuning into the EKN Radio Network. Remember, take care of each other, wear your mask, social distance. We're going to get back to 100% sooner or later. Thanks again for tuning in. Take care.